Again, thanks, Bob. Again, this is something that we do periodically here, and, and people seem to seem to enjoy it. So, thanks, Tom. You're smiling. Well, this one was asked the first service as first well. First service too. You once mentioned that we're now on our sixth or seventh planet. <laughs> I have in passing mentioned what I have heard in some interesting writings that I have read that in the evolution of our race that it didn't start on this planet, that it started on other planets and we were very good in destroying the planet from underneath us. Now, does that seem to be a stretch of the imagination that that could be true? When you look and see conceivably the, the way we treat the world, the planet, uh, the resources that we have, Tom or Bob, Bob, Bob. Thank you, Bob. So, so if it's true, then it's true. If it isn't true, it isn't true. I think sometimes these, these speculative things give greater um, um, uh, thought to what we might do in this moment with, within the planet that, that is underneath us. Why is it necessary to pray in Jesus' name? Um, true that no one comes to the Father except through me? Question mark, question mark. Uh, why not go straight to God with my prayer? You have my permission. Um, uh, a lot of people look at Jesus almost as an intermediary between God and you. Um, and um, you have direct contact with God. When, when, when I think of praying in the name of Jesus or Jesus Christ, I think of praying in the name of the principles of what he taught to be true about God rather than uh, somehow pulling in a name that now will give me uh, greater insight or not greater insight but will allow God to maybe pay more attention to me if I mouth those words. And I don't think that's true at all. So go direct because you have that direct contact within you, you and God together. Um, how do you believe in yourself no matter what mistakes you've made? Or how can you believe in yourself? Well, if you believe in the self that some people tell you you are, you will have a difficult time doing that. Because there are those, as you well know, who would tell you that you are the unworthy, sinful, etc., 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 etc. But anyone who ever tells you something like that You'll know what I'm going to say now. They are those who know not and know not that they know not. Okay? You are created in and out of God. God had only one blueprint out of which to create. God knows nothing other than that one blueprint of God's self. You then can think of yourself as an extension of the one presence, one power, which is pretty awesome. And you can also think of yourself, if you care to, as the beloved son, daughter of God, in whom God is well pleased. Come from that level of truth within you, and you will then be able to put your moments of growth 
into better perspective. Growth of making choices that are not always the best you can make and therefore the ability to but choose again but not to do so as you degradate yourself but to do so in the knowledge that this is a learning curve that I am upon to remember uh, who and what I am in God and who and what God is in me and that learning curve is okay. All have done it and I am just in my process as well. Many people are afraid for this country and generation of time and the world uh, seems to be loss of values or individualism, forced to be like everyone else, government control, middle class disappearing. What's going on metaphysically? What's going on metaphysically is that we are all seeking our own uh, place within the journey. Now, let me go ahead and say this truth to you, that because you are created in and out of God, that there is nothing that can happen in the world that will, that will not cause this to have its fruition in our total remembering who and what we are. Uh, I believe that in any generation, I read something, and I'm sure you have two or words to the effect of somebody focusing dire, dire kinds of thoughts on the upcoming generation. And it was somebody like Aristotle who lived, you know, so many years ago. I think each generation has its own perspective. But because we all have a spiritual tether within us, we all have the equivalent of the hound of heaven that continues to nip at our heels that eventually each and every one of us will again truly remember who and what we are and I think we can trust that process and trust it happening within not only the ones our family the ones we love but within the world as a whole sometimes the world has to go through like like a uh, uh, oh, let me use a wonderful example of like a like a pimple or a boil or a carbuncle something beneath the surface sometimes has to come up so that we can see it so that we can acknowledge it and so that we can then allow it to return to its native nothingness and many times we see this experience in the world but fear not for there is only God and God is good if God is all that is masculine feminine or no gender why does the Bible refer to him as father? Because it came out of a people that didn't care one hoot and a holler about the women. Okay, right? It's an Eastern book, folks. The Bible is an Eastern book. It's written for the Eastern mind. It's written for, for, for a male-dominated mind. Now, Jesus knew this. And it would have been folly for him to try to, to make big sweeping pronouncements that would undo that. He had to, to some degree, play to his audience. And when he played to his audience, he had to get their attention and he had to have something that they would listen to rather than turn him off immediately. Done. Uh, when I let go and let God, it keeps coming back. And I begin to wonder... Um, and my mind takes over how can I really let go well it's a process friend it's a process don't don't be don't be too hard on yourself um, uh, if, if, if you never started the process if you never attempted to do this um, then you would have all that yet to do 
So again, in your process of letting go and letting God, and maybe you discover that it's a boomerang, um, continue to bless it as it comes back to you. And I trust that more and more as you sense that it may be coming back, that you are quicker, more able to loose it and let it go. And at least not give it the huge bugaboo kind of specter in the night that you may have given it before. Since no one is a victim, how do we in unity explain the experiences of those who have wars and crimes perpetrated against them, especially children? Child, children are an illusion. What you are seeing in a child is the exact same thing you are seeing in an adult. You are seeing an eternal soul who simply is in the process of doing his or her process and thing, but right now is in a small body form. But you are seeing someone, and don't take this literally necessarily, but you are really seeing someone who in truth, like you, they're as old as God. And they go in and out of their learning participatory experience. And they bring consciousness with them into each and every moment and into each and every life experience. And that draws to them the outer experiences that they need. The thing that we need to get to, says I, or the thing, the opportunity to choose better, says I, and that is to seek to place no judgment upon these things of unhappiness, except to say, aha, life is unfolding and going on. And if life, the unfolding, the going onness of life, takes someone or a group of someone's out of this dimension, nothing is lost. Absolutely nothing has stopped or ceased. The only thing is, and that is a body form no longer works perhaps, but the continuance happens. And so to just, in each and every moment, give as much of love and God into it as we possibly can and refrain from judging that which we do not understand. Do you think Jesus intended to establish a church? Um, no. No. Um, upon this rock I will build my church, he said. In unity and new thought, we look at that in a slightly different way, that he was not imbuing Peter to be the first pope. To, to start to start a what a male again dominated um, very uh, very structured and a very controlling kind of environment that would um, be there as the church in the world uh, um, we see that he was talking more about the quality that Peter imbued and that that quality is the quality of, 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 of something that is within each, each one of us. And the inner church, I believe. Because what did Jesus say about the kingdom of God? He said the kingdom of God is within you. And there is where we each have our establishment of church. Of a place where we can worship, where we can uh, be in attunement, listening to the inner voice of spirit that has nothing to do with an outer experience. Now, can outer experiences bring truth into it? Can we have an edifice? Can we have a building? Can we have a cathedral? Why, of course, where people join to know the truth. 
But as far as a truth limited to one place or structure, I don't think that's what he had in mind. When my family uses me as a scapegoat, as they have, they're in their 80s now, before they die, I would like to hear that everyone played a part in it. I want to be exonerated. Um, Rise above blame. Your parents gave you physical birth, but just because they are your parents in a physical birth sense, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are coming from a space, psychological, spiritual, whatever, that is empowering and that is supportive of, of you. They are probably doing the best that they know how to do in, 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 in their life. But the thing I believe that you have the opportunity of doing, that is to, if there is any exoneration, and that is to exonerate yourself and to lo loosen and, and let go that which is not true about you, if there are things said that aren't true, and to simply uh, uh, wrap your heart and mind around the truth of who and what you are and the process of interaction between you that maybe you can release and let go. Communion in unity? If, if yes, what is it? If no, why not? Um, you, uh, you might have been here first service and didn't like my answer. <laughs> And I prefaced my answer in the first service by saying, how can I be gentle with this one? Communion in the traditional way that it is offered is a celebration of cannibalism. It's a celebration of fear. It's a celebration of guilt. It's a celebration of shame because of everything that went into it that now we are looking at the very last supper and we are now looking at what the scripture has told us that Jesus said that this is my body that this is my blood drink it assimilate it now Jesus was is a master metaphysician he knew as when he was talking about the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments he would make the statement that it has been said of old um, speaking specifically about uh, about number seven which is what adultery come on say the word good okay and when he said you have heard it said of old that thou shalt not but I say to you if you look upon in other words he took it within consciousness now would he not do that throughout his whole ministry or would all of a sudden he cease doing that Blood represents the idea of life. Substance, or I should say bread, represents the idea of omnipresent substance out of which all things are built. Combine these two ideas in their purest form and ingest it in consciousness and you have the ability to take that combination and let it transform your world and your life. So, do we have that celebration? No. But if you care at any point in your life to simply have an inner moment where you ingest the pure life that is God within you and combine it with the substance that surrounds you and blesses you, then your life is 
transformed, actually. How does one learn to forgive, love truly, freely, without fear? It's a process. It's a process. You can begin to do it. First of all, you acknowledge that I can. That I may stumble, that I may fall flat on my face, that I may have to go through, as it were, the experience more than once. But if you have that opportunity, and what makes it, I almost said easier, and I suppose it is, sometimes it's initially more challenging, but to, but to know that the, that the only person you are actually really ever forgiving is yourself anyway. For what the person who was the seeming perpetrator in your life, if that's what you're talking about, they are but someone, or they represent, they are a conduit, they represent an experience that somehow from within you called forth to central casting and carpentry and brought forth into your life someone that represents the thought form that you want to get rid of. So all forgiveness is really self-forgiveness. I like people, but I like my space, and after a while I feel crowded, especially with family. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> Not at all. If we create our own reality, how do we explain physical illness? Did we create that? The level of consciousness that we presently are that seems to require three-dimensional body forms is a, conscious, is, a, is a level of consciousness that yet believes in the reality of the body we wear. And the body we wear is in this world because it offers to us again the opportunity to recognize parts of us as we look at this and look at the challenges of the three-dimensional form and take it into the innermost chamber of our being and to say, Dear God, Dear Holy Spirit, Dear whomever, whatever, what is there here that represents an idea that is not true that I am holding? And then to loose that and let it go. What do you believe the, was the role of women in the early Christian church and, and their importance to Jesus? Well, if you were here, and um, this, is, this is true with any study I've done as well, um, the Bishop Spong said, said that, well, and other readings as well that I'm within, said, said that you hear about the twelve disciples. But, he said, many of the disciples that followed Jesus were women. And that that represented the core, perhaps, of all that he did. Jesus was not a chauvinist, but again, I believe that. But again, he had to play to his audience as well. And he, I think, did that masterfully. Jesus said many mansions. Explain. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Many levels of, of, of manifestation, many frequencies of being, many unlimited uh, um, the dimensions within which to live, move, express, and have our being, and unlimitedness in God. 
Why does everyone call him Jesus when his name was Joshua ben Joseph? Because it's Jesus in the Bible. What is the dark night of the soul? Any moment that you move past self into something that is greater and experience trepidation. Whenever you put your hand to a plow where you have never been and wonder what in the gee whiz have I done? Is this idea going to sustain me? And then it's to emerge, but it's not to give it any strength or any power because only God is real. Bishop Spong said that evil exists in the world. How does unity explain evil? Um, I don't like the term. Um, what we are seeing is consciousness making choices that we do not like necessarily. Um, if I can get a little cutesy with it, if you take the word evil and, and spell it backwards, you get the word live. And it's trying to live in reverse, and people call that evil. But if you want to give it some power of something that is outside of you, then you are draining away your innate power that is God within you. And I don't think you want to do that. There are some questions here on Course in Miracles and Reiki. Um, one of them indicated that um, Bishop Spong didn't think much of channeling um, and another what about uh, Course in Miracles and I'm new help me understand Reiki well Reiki is simply a transference oh it's an ancient it's an ancient practice and it's and it's and it's and it's and it's energy transference that goes between one person to another to a group uh, that energy then has healing blessing qualities to it um, um, and and the other and and I would encourage you to attend a Reiki circle and find out for yourself. You know, you're not going to get bit. Uh, it's an easy thing to do, and you would be welcomed. Um, of course, in miracles yeah. and channeling. See, you see, Bishop Spong and I grew up in a different environment. I grew up in an environment where my father was a sensitive. Was call it what you will. Um, this was normal to me. This was natural to me. And nothing ever came through Dad that wasn't uh, positive, no ego stuff, just great stuff. Now, there are many people out there who say that they are channeling whatever and whomever, uh, that you have to listen to their message and then make your decision because they may or may not know what they're doing. The Course in Miracles, you know, don't lump all things into any basket. Look at everything independent and of itself before you make a grand pronouncement upon it. Um, I believe the Course in Miracles, if it doesn't speak to someone, it speaks to many. And it speaks of authenticity, I believe. But if it isn't your cup of tea, then drink not from the cup. Darn, that's poetic, isn't it? Okay. Maybe one more? Okay. Let's see. God and disasters. God and disasters? You don't like that one? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Dis disaster is a pronouncement that you, we collectively have made upon something we don't understand. Remember what I said earlier. 
there is nothing but consciousness expressing that brings us into our right and perfect place at our right and perfect time. We may not always like that place where consciousness has brought us, but we are there because there is something taking place in our journey that allowed us, that necessitated us being there. Take time in practicing the presence within you. Take time in knowing that you live in a charmed circle of God love. Take time in circling your life with, with peace and light and joy. Take time in acknowledging that God works through you in wonderful ways. And your journey will unerringly make sure that you are where you need to be. Thanks for letting me share with you today.